0: Hey, real quick, before you start this episode, I wanted to mention that I talk grown-up to grown-up about some of the topics involved with Christmas traditions. So if you normally listen to this podcast with your kids around, it might be better to have them sit this one out, if you know what I mean. All right, let's do it. While this tradition evens the playing field for anyone who might be in a relationship with someone who doesn't maybe share their same love language, hey... I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've gotta make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that, because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the imperfect party. friend that would say, Christmas, nailed it, whenever they drive past a house with Christmas decorations. Eventually, her kids started saying it from the back seat, too. It rubbed off of me, and now Ruby says it. Well, I decided to make you a cute little downloadable 4x6 photo file that you can print off and drop in people's mailboxes if you want to spread a little holiday cheer. You can print some and then hit the road in your car and sprinkle those awards around your neighborhood. You can grab it at DeannaSeymour.com backslash nailed it. Okay, so I talked about Christmas music admittedly a little too soon maybe for some people, but today I want to talk about Christmas traditions and I feel like we're already into December so I should be okay, right? I mean, haters gonna hate if they want to. Just kidding, I don't even know what that song is, (laughs) but I'm going full on Christmas mode today. So again, in no particular order, just like the songs, I want to share my favorite Miller Seymour Christmas traditions are you ready let's do it all right the first one I'm going to talk about is what I like to call guess the chocolate this is probably one that I think only our family does and maybe I'm wrong so if you do it too please hit me up because we're probably Christmas soulmates uh you know those cheap little chocolate advent calendars they're like two dollars or something well, when we do those at my house, this is what we've done forever since I was little, we have to guess what the piece of chocolate inside is going to be. Is it going to be a boot? Is it going to be a squirrel? A candle? Present? Star? Pine cone? There are some really random things in there. I've been playing this game for 40 years, so I know all the things. I mean, maybe not all the things because there are definitely, like I said, drum. I think there's a drum in there, little drummer boy, I guess. Anyways, if you guess, whoever guesses right gets to eat the chocolate, which the thing is you rarely get it right. So really, you just get to eat the chocolate whether you get it right or wrong, but it is really exciting if you get it right because, like I said, the things are so random that you just get really stoked when you get one right. So... You get to eat it no matter what, because it is the season of giving, so whatever. I mean, we didn't have, like, one in my house. My sister had one, and I had one, but for some reason, we just were like, that was the rule. You got to eat it if you guessed it. Maybe we took each other's. I don't know. I think you just got excited because you got it right. The point is, well, it's not the point, it's the (laughs) prize? The thing is about this game is that for me, I always end up kind of saying the same thing every day because I'm scared if I don't say bell. If I say bell on day one, I kind of keep guessing bell because I don't know, I feel like if I change and then it's bell, I'm be super mad. So it gets pretty high stakes. Well, there's really no stakes involved, but I don't know. I think it just makes opening that little cheapo cardboard advent calendar door a little more fun because everybody... Also, because everybody gathers around to do it and everybody has to guess before we open. Like with Ruby, I'm always like, we got to wait till daddy gets home to do it. And so it ends up making that really cheap little thing that you could just like open and eat without even thinking. I feel like it turns it into a little bit more of an event. So maybe I'm weird. Maybe super simple things make me happy. But that's number one in my house. As a matter of fact, I've been tossing around some different ideas for advent calendars for Ruby this year just for fun extra stuff. Like maybe I saw on my little buy nothing group, somebody was looking for books to do one, a book a day. But I don't know, that seems overwhelming. And then we already have a ton of books. So 20, 25 more books seems like a lot. I don't know. Even if I do another one, I'll probably still buy the cheap little one with the chocolates in it so we can guess. It's super fun. You should try it. Just saying. (laughs) All right. Number two is church. So you might be listening and you're either going to be thinking right now, duh, it's Christmas. So yeah, go to church, Deanna. Or you might be thinking, Deanna, what the heck? I don't know you were the church and type. Truth be told, Christmas Eve is the one day a year that I really want to go to church. I grew up Catholic and it just didn't stick with me. Now, I am not a hater. I feel like I'm still a really spiritual person. But there's just, you know, I feel like there is something out there that's bigger than all of us, but I'm just not ready to fully commit to just one idea of what that might be. To be honest, I'm just so inclusive. I think all the ideas are right. So I guess you could say I'm a little Christian, but maybe also a little Buddhist and a little of everything. So there's that. Just putting it out there. I'm not anti Christian, but I also don't go to church. I also don't call myself a Christian. But I'm also not really willing to say yes or no to all the things I don't really know. Sometimes I think it'd be really cool if I was Christian. So there's that. Anyways, I love going to church on Christmas Eve. It's kind of funny because I actually really kind of hated it as a kid. I just remember that it was this giant interrupter in the middle of all the real fun for me at Christmas. <laughs> it's like, uh, we're having so much fun. Christmas cookies, like all the things that really have nothing to do with baby Jesus. The reason for the season. And then, you know, my parents are like, we got to go to church. And I was like, that is just interrupting my flow, y'all. So I didn't like it as a kid. I remember one year we lived in North Carolina and it snowed a bunch. And that's not like a normal thing, especially on Christmas, like in December in North Carolina. So the roads were bad and we couldn't go to church. And I just remember thinking like, oh, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> like we... Hallelujah, we don't have to go to church on Christmas Eve. This is awesome. And we ended up watching it on TV. (laughs) So it still interrupted my holiday. Rude. Anyways, as a grown-up, especially one who doesn't go to church often, I really look forward to getting all dolled up. Like, I feel like now I put on something cute and, you know, we go to Christmas church. And the music starts and... I start crying (laughs) like a baby. Like, it's embarrassing. I cry. Ugly crying, full-on tears, sobbing, sometimes making noise. Because, you know, the more you try not to make a noise when you're crying, the more kind of weird little noises you make. Luckily, the music is playing, so people can't really hear it. But when those Christmas carols come on on Christmas Eve at church, it just, I feel like it's crazy. It just brings back all my childhood memories of Christmas and my pap and my Grammy. And I just look at my kids and my family and I just feel like my heart is going to like explode. And so I guess to keep that from happening, a bunch of liquid just comes right out of my eyeballs. It's pretty funny. It's not funny. It's touching. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's not really my thing to be super sentimental, but I mean, I feel like the Grinch, when his heart is growing three sizes that day or something, like at church, when they start playing those Christmas carols, it happens every time. I'm like, okay, it's not going to happen. This always happens. It's not going to happen this year, but it does inevitably. So we um, have been going to a place called Hill City Church in Richmond for the past few years, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, My good friend Jenny and her husband Matt go there. That church is just so fun. It has life-size cutouts of Buddy the Elf. Like, you take a picture with Buddy the Elf. I'm pretty sure they had Elsa last year and it blew Ruby's mind. They have popcorn and coffee. One year they had an igloo made out of old milk jugs that the kids could climb in and play in. Obviously, coloring books and fun stuff for the kids to do. It's really, really fun. (laughs) It's like maybe if they had that church when I was little... I wouldn't have been such an interrupter to my fun. No offense to traditional Catholic churches, but Hill City Church in Richmond uh, is a little different vibe than what I was used to growing up. I mean, one year I actually um, got on stage and sung a Christmas carol, and I got a $5 (laughs) Starbucks gift card. because you guys know, I can carry a Christmas tune, especially if you listen to my Christmas song episode, right? So I sung on stage one year, which obviously makes me love them even more but anyways then you know it comes to the end I feel like they usually like bookend the Christmas carols at Christmas church so it's like when you're when I come in I hear them and I ball, and then right when it's over I'm there just sobbing and looking over at my mom and we're both sobbing and laughing and sobbing and it's just a big hot joyous Christmas mess tradition but I look forward to it every year so that's the that's number two boom and then after church. We have to come home and start drinking and eating. What good is a holiday if you're not eating and drinking? Hmm? So the next one Matt's family actually came up with. I'm a huge fan of it. Let me just tell you how it goes. On Christmas Eve, dinner at the Seymour house is just big old spread of appetizers and snacks. I know, right? It's so good. So appetizers are obviously my favorite part of a meal. Give me a cheese stick. Give me a spring roll. Give me a plate of bread with some dip, some oil, whatever. All the apps are always my favorite. So the idea of a whole dinner just made out of snacks is basically the best idea ever. Do you want to know how it started? Well, I will tell you. (laughs) I spoke to Matt's mom yesterday on the phone to get the true scoop. But legend has it that Barbara, Matt's mom, was working at a department store that year. Matt was a little wee babe. She had to work on Christmas Eve and that meant that Matt's dad, Michael, was in charge. So he packed up all the kids, headed to the grocery store, and let them pick out what they wanted. So I guess for the inaugural snack dinner, it was a lot of frozen appetizers, she said, chips and dip. Apparently Michael made the best French onion dip ever. Matt says the secret is a little dash of Worcestershire sauce. So, and then, you know, the basics, cheese and crackers, whatever. But definitely she made a point to say that they even had two kinds of M&Ms on the spread. And I guess that is something that is always there. Very fancy. Very fancy, those Seymours. So, Michael, being home with the kids, Barbara's at work. He gets all the snacks, all the stuff, brings them to the grocery store, comes home, puts them all out on special dishes, and arranges, like, this really fancy snack feast. Turns out, according to Barbara, working at a department store on Christmas Eve back in the '80s, before online shopping, wasn't really the most joyous way to spend the day. But when she got home to the fancy snack dinner, it was just the cutest, and it stuck. So, thank goodness it did, because then when little me came along 35 years later, I got introduced to the idea, and now it's one of my favorite things about Christmas. Snack, 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 snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Christmas party, snack, snack. <laughs> Let me stop. My family used to go to Golden Corral sometimes <laughs> on Christmas Eve on the way home from church. That was pretty cool too. For a couple of years, it was Arby's too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, whatever's on the way home from church—that's what we had. But I do love a curly fry. So maybe this year, maybe this year we can incorporate some curly fries into snack dinner. Maybe one year I tried to make fresh spring rolls, and that was like a hot mess. It was like a lot, way too much work for how much I wanted to drink on Christmas Eve. So, fresh spring rolls will not happen again with peanut sauce. They were good, but it was a little bit of work. So, anywho, let me move on. So, that was so now we have a Miller tradition. Number one, the Christmas, guess the Christmas candy, Seymour tradition, snack dinner. Now we're moving into a little tradition that Matt and I made up. You know how some people are really good at gift giving and some people aren't that good at gift giving? I mean like sometimes the people who are really good at gift giving are named Deanna and sometimes the people who aren't that good at gift giving are named oh maybe like maybe they're named Matt. I don't know. (laughs) Well this tradition evens the playing field for anyone who might be in a relationship with someone who doesn't maybe share their same love language. So, you know, gifts aren't that important to everyone, but you got to make sure you're, you're doing it for your partner. We decided to give each other 12 gifts of Christmas, you know, duh, 12 days of Christmas, 12 gifts of Christmas. So here's how it works. You pick a budget that works for you. Ours is, well, whatever. I don't talk money on here. So you pick one that works for you. Whatever it is, just think about that you got to buy 12 presents. If you make it really big, a big budget, it takes a little bit of the fun out because I got to say, you have to plan accordingly with your budget. Normally, I don't really like budgets. Well, I like, I see the value in a budget. It's very hard for me to stick to a budget. If I set a budget and then I spend the whole budget, but then I see one more thing I think looks good for that person. I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to say, screw it. It's Christmas. Let's do it. Which is why I'm a really good gift giver. (laughs) Just saying. So you have the 12 presents, you pick your budget, and then you have to plan accordingly. But in this sense, it's more like a game. So it's good for me to stick to this budget. Some of the gifts can come from the thrift store, the dollar store, a buy nothing group on Facebook, or just be a coupon for something like a back rub, or I'll clean the bathroom, or whatever. So when you get, like, if you spent all your money, you got to start making up coupons. You know, you're going to have to start giving out some back rubs if you already blew your budget. So you got to plan accordingly. But you have to be able to wrap up 12 presents. It makes it more fun. I love it because you have to get creative. Two years ago, I did a little chopped basket for Matt. You know, the cooking show Chopped. When you open your basket and you have the weird, like, ingredients that you have to work with. So I went to that store, World Market, and they have all the fancy ingredients in the back, and I just bought, um, like, a tiny jar of jam, think some, like, lemon-infused olive oil, maybe, like, a a weird can of canned lobster or something. I I can't remember all the ingredients, but it was fun. When he opened it, he was like, what is this? And I was like, it's a chopped basket. What are you going to make? It was a fun gift to give. Truth be told, he'd never made, like, a meal. He didn't do it properly. We like used all the things separately and I'm pretty sure the lobster in the can got thrown out when we finally moved. We were like, we're not doing anything with this, but it was fun to open. So, you know, just little things like there's always a great coffee mug for someone at the thrift store. Not always, but you know, if you peek enough, you find something funny t-shirts, whatever Buy nothing groups on Facebook is like my favorite thing ever. So it's a really easy way to add a present without breaking your budget. So anyways, you get totally creative with it, and I feel like it forces people like Matt to really put some thought into their presents. You can still totally give suggestions to the other person, like practical gifts that you want, and you can work those into the budget for sure, but it's just a fun way for us parents to have a few more gifts to open on Christmas too, because I feel like with kids, sometimes it can be all about them, but I want to open some presents too, y'all. So that's the fun tradition Matt and I made up, the 12 gifts of Christmas. Cool? The next one, next tradition, is so controversial that two students at a school I once taught at almost got in a fight over it. Hmm? It's controversial. Some moms hate it. Some moms love it. I happen to be a mom who loves it. That's why the elf on the shelf made it to my list this year. I don't know why I sang that. (laughs) But it's also the bane of some moms' existence. Some people hate it. Some people love it. So if you're wondering what the kids were fighting about, it was high school kids. And one of my friends who was a teacher was talking about how she did Elf on the Shelf for her kids. And then one student in the class said, that's lying. That's so awful, blah, blah, blah. And then the other kid was like, she's just trying to have her family have a good Christmas. Like she's making traditions, whatever. So he was like on it. He was like on Team Elf. And this other kid was on like team anti-elf, you're lying. And they got so mad, they like, you know, did the thing where they like stand up and get in each other's faces like they were going to fight about it. So like I said, it's very, very controversial. (laughs) When Matt and I talked about first having kids before we were married, the topic of Santa came up. So he did not want to partake in it at all. And I was like, whoa, hold up. This could be a full on deal breaker for me with this life we're going to build together. Like, I love Christmas. That would be insane to live my life with my children and not include him in it. So it was super important to me. And of course, marriage is about compromise. So Matt agreed to Santa, but only with the understanding that there would be no elf on the shelf. Womp So I reluctantly agreed because... Marriage is about compromise, whatevs, and I just told myself, like, maybe we'll just have, like, a monster on the move on Halloween or something, but then when Ruby was just a baby, one of my 12 gifts was an elf on the shelf. I'm a crazy person. As soon as I opened it, I burst into tears. I got so excited that I would, like, be able to experience it with Ruby when she got a little older, and I love it. I love it. I mean, it's hilarious. Anybody who hates it, like, you just don't understand, I'm saying. Like, you hate it because you've seen Pinterest and you think it's going to be, like, super annoying to you. But they're super hilarious. So when I first learned about the elf, my, na- my niece and nephew, they're twins. They were little. And her, my sister and them and her husband were coming to my house for Thanksgiving, my house in Richmond. And we decided to, like, introduce them to their elf the day after Thanksgiving, like at my house. So they get to pick the name. They name their elf Steve, which is hilarious. I love learning an elf's name. Ruby's a snowflake, not my favorite, but I let her do her, you know, whatevs. But in the morning when they woke up and they were like looking around for him, my nephew found him and said, here he is. And he grabbed him and we all yelled like, the Christmas magic. And he threw Steve and he landed on the couch, just like sprawled out in the middle of the couch. Now, everybody was at my house and this was a house that was just for a single lady living by herself in the city in the van with just one couch. And now Steve, the elf, is like just spread eagle, like laying right on it, taking up all the space. And no one's allowed to touch him because he'll lose Christmas magic. So I was like, this elf cannot stay here. I don't have this kind of seating in my house. As a matter of fact, that year I purchased an inflatable loveseat off of Amazon to try to help with seating. I was like, Nate and Lizzie, my niece, my niece and nephew can sit on this. So it, it was a problem. The seating was a problem that year. And uh, and there's Steve just taking up a cushion. So I thought quick and I grabbed some kitchen tongs and moved them to the mantle and said he could hang out with some Christmas decorations up there. And they were like magic. It was fine. It wouldn't mess up his magic. But oh my gosh, it was hilarious. And then another elf story that I love is my Aunt Michelle. And she was in charge of moving the elf for her granddaughter. And (laughs) she kept forgetting to move it. And instead of being upset about it, my aunt just said to her granddaughter, oh my gosh, that elf is so lazy. He didn't fly back to the North Pole. She didn't fly back. Can you believe it? Riley was just like cracking up. By the way, Riley's elf is also named Snowflake. So Evidently, it's on theme with the Christmas spirit. So for the rest of the month, like, Riley thought it was hilarious every time the elf didn't move. It was almost better than when the elf did move. So I'm just saying, like, they would wake up, she'd be in the same spot, and Riley would be like, oh my gosh, she's lazy, she didn't even move, and they would crack up about it. I just think that moms are putting too much pressure on the whole elf thing, y'all. It doesn't have to be all Pinteresty. You can move it or not move it. Apparently, if you don't move it, that's funny, too. So just move it. Easy peasy. Like you don't have to set up a whole scene and do a thing. Like for us, it's just like one morning, snowflakes in the kitchen and she's in the bathroom. Ruby loses her mind. She moved. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Like you put her upside down and oh, so funny. You guys, it's so fun. So fun. It's so fun that my aunt told me that Riley asked if my aunt would keep doing it after she realized the truth of the matter. Uh, and so did my niece and nephew. They wanted, they still wanted my sister to do it, and my sister was like, hey, "We'll do it like every other day, maybe." <laughs> so it's still a thing. You still have to move it, but don't put so much pressure on yourself. Okay, cool. All right. Let me see. Have I said how many have I said? Let's see. Chocolate, church, gifts, elf. Oh. All right. So it turns out there's six because I I can't cut this one. I gotta I gotta talk about this really fast. So you can get a little bonus tradition, which is the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Have you seen it? It's amazing. It's on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, it's totally worth a watch. It is star-studded, (laughs) y'all. Okay, here's just some of the amazing stars that you're going to see. Are you ready? You're going to see Charo. Yeah, she's a star. Cher, Magic Johnson, Katie Lang, Oprah, Lil Richard, Chicky Baby, just kidding, that's one of the puppets in the band, (laughs) Grace Jones, the Del Rubio triplets, Joan Rivers, Whoopi Goldberg's in there, Annette Funicello, Frankie Avalon, I mean, not to mention all the people, all the awesome people in Pee-wee's Playhouse, Miss Yvonne, the King of Cartoons, Ricardo, Cowboy Curtis, they're all there too, Miss Renee, the list goes on and on. It's one hour. I mean, I I think it's less than an hour because I'm sure it was probably one hour on TV, but it's seriously so fun. If you are an 80s baby, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be a little trip down memory lane. And also, it has a great message because hello, it's a Christmas special, ton of fun songs. It is one of the Christmas specials that we watch every year. I just had to tack that on. So that was a quick little plug. If you haven't seen Pee-Wee's Playhouse Christmas special, go watch it. The point is. These traditions and memories are just tiny little moments, right? They're just silly little things. Cheap little advent calendar, coffee mug from the thrift store, snacks on Christmas Eve, bawling your eyes out at church. They don't have to be like huge, planned out, perfect moments. It's just the day-to-day in our lives that is magical. The things we feel like we screw up are usually the things we laugh so hard about later or we cry about missing. Or just those funny little memories that are the things that just really make you appreciate your life right and <laughs> that make you make you ugly cry when Silent Night comes on at Christmas Eve church. Just ease up on the pressure on yourself during the holidays and just enjoy your totally imperfect screw upable zany <laughs> whatever else I'm trying to think of more I don't know why I want to say a thousand adjectives there Just enjoy your own quirky little Christmas traditions. Cool? Oh, and I forgot that you can still download my little award for the people in your neighborhood or your town or your city who hashtag nailed it with their Christmas decorations. So I'll put that in the show notes. But it's also at DeannaSeymour.com backslash nailed it. So go grab that if you think that could be something fun y'all could do. You know? Your next step is to just take it easy on yourself this holiday season. Look for the joy in the small, hilarious, weird little moments. Deal? All right. (laughs) To grab the Nailed It download and any other links from today's episode, the Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special will be there. Check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash 11. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And you'll get an official imperfect party pin in the mail. Just saying. And remember, the beauties in the imperfections.